Hello, this is No Bullshit Gaming Podcast and have gamer session number 26. And we are discussing the latest news, having fun, dropping knowledge. But let's not forget, this is a 4 a.m. conference discussion vibe. So please stop being so serious. And today we have Felix, Mr. Man Van Braberg over here. Jakub, <laughs> Mr. Vacation, Remyar, and myself, Matej, Mr. At Home, Tired as Fuck, Lancharic. <laughs> yeah, well, today we are discussing the latest news and we will be asking each other fun, silly, interesting questions. Well, we'll see. Uh, each of us prepared a few questions that others didn't see or hear before. So let's see how it goes. This is going to be a combination of fun and news so hit the subscribe button guys we really appreciate it but hey uh so it's been a while how are you how are you these days felix Jakub? i mean oh. i'm busy as hell right now but yeah oh. i can't complain yeah all right currently vacationing in the beautiful city of slovenia ljubljana and heading uh, into croatia tomorrow so slovenia is not slovakia right Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> good, <laughs> good old joke. Yeah. yeah. The best I thing know. is that if you if you if you like select languages here in Slo- Slovenian, they call it like Slovakian. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yes. Why why don't you just invade them? It should just be one country, Slovakia. <laughs> Let's just make it one. Like I just decide Slovenia, Slovakia. Just call it one thing. Sure, but they're not even neighbors. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of trendy these days. To I'm do hearing a lot of problems. Prob- <laughs> hearing a lot of problems, not a lot of solutions. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, okay, okay. It has been uh, a big news week last week. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's like a true, lot of so stuff yeah. happened. Yeah, a lot of you yeah. know. Monopolies throwing their weight around. <laughs> yeah, we should discuss the, um, these free news, basically free topics, and then the, let's let's do the questions afterwards. So it's called better ads experiences by Google. Then uh, we're going to talk about Apple and the new App Store ads today tab. Fucking terrible. And then again, Google joins bidders on Max. Okay, pretty interesting. So we can start with the with the better ads experiences by Google because that was something that was kind of like circling around uh, on LinkedIn and uh, a lot of people that had no idea how the fuck this works shared their comments like, hey, everything is dead. Hey, hyper-casual is dead. You are going to die, blah, 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 blah. But okay, so what is the news about? So developers are required to comply with the following ads gui- guidelines to ensure high quality experiences for users when they are using the Google Play apps. So your ads may not be shown in the following unexpected ways for users. So full screen interstitial ads of all formats that show unexpectedly. This is the, the most important part. Typically when the user has chosen to do something else are not allowed. Then the ads that appear during gameplay at the beginning of the of, of a level or during the beginning of a content segment that are not allowed, whatever that means. And Aren't these we, two placements like fifty percent of hyper casual already? It depends. I mean, it's it's really hard to draw a line where is the the beginning of the level and like the end of the level as well. I mean, the end of the level is kind of like okay, but then still like end and then beginning of the level, like what's the difference? 
Oh, let's see how, how that goes. But then, uh, then we have full screen interstitial ads that appear before the app loading screen. I mean, I've never seen this actually. So these are not allowed. Uh, Isn't the app open up? Like that's what it is? When? Uh, sorry? Is that the app open up? Ad, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you click on the icon and you see the ad first thing, yeah? Yeah, it's like I've never seen it before. Oh, but maybe that there are some really weird <laughs> examples Dude, of this. this. Qu- it's been like the talk of the town in the last like six months, these app open ads. Like they're, okay. uh, yeah, they're really? apparently they get really high ACPM. I mean, they're really sharky, but apparently they've seen tremendous growth in the last six months. Okay, that makes sense. And then we have the full screen interstitial ads of all formats that are closable after 15 seconds. And these are not allowed. I mean, I've seen interstitials closable after five seconds, not 15 seconds. But yeah. Okay. So I know. So what's, what's, what should we, what should we uh, expect discuss? from yeah, this? Yeah, and expect, expect, <laughs> is like hyper casual dead seriously? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, uh, most probably, yes, this is going to have an impact on uh, on all of the monetization in terms of the ads, but it's not so special, right? Mm, I would say hyper-casual is something similar to like a StarCraft Zerg link that mutates and evolves with each evolution round. So my guess is that, again, the kind of weakest link will die off and then they will find out which is the kind of next best thing working out. But yeah, returning back to the first two points there, I think those are pretty, pretty common. Like full full screen interstitial ads when you kind of don't expect them. Like e- either like uh, you push the play button or you d- like go between that's the, the begin- menus. That's the beginning of the Yeah, that, that's the beginning. The but level. even when, let's say you're just browsing through the app or like going between the menus or just adjusting something in the, you know, whatever yeah. the game kind of goes around and then suddenly an ad appears. So I would say this is, this is super common. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but then. I mean, I have inside information on this. So nah, I had a usual. chat. I had a chat with uh, my ad mom, ad mob AM, who is actually quite good. It's like best ad mob AM I had in quite a while, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll quote exactly what he said. So it's this is mostly around interstitial ads that show up unexpectedly to interrupt gameplay. So as long as you implement interstitials that show up between sessions or in part of the game that don't interrupt the current gameplay, you should be fine. Based on this criteria, uh, we have so far, it's all about unexpected content at the beginning or during gameplay. So uh, this policy only references interstitial ads that are 15 or 15 seconds or longer or unskippable. So from what I feel like this is like, there are some game developers that will be kind of major losers for this kind of in the short to medium time period. That's what I feel. But as like, as long as you start making adjustments, I feel that you'll be able to build around this. I mean, in the medium and short term, it will suck a bit, but you know, like you said, hyper casual will evolve as a genre and they'll just work around this. I'm just always trying to find loopholes. Come on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and also, yeah, and also, like, what's going to happen is in the short term, we're going to get a lot of builds rejected from Google. If you're monetizing an interstitial, it's going to be super annoying. And how are they going to police this? I have no idea. It's quite subjective. Mm. What's categorized as unexpected? Yeah, exactly. So it's really going to be, yeah, a lot more rejections from the uh, Google Play Store. And that's going to suck for a while. But mm. 
industry, like what I saw on like LinkedIn, everyone was freaking out, and I was like, yeah, no, I was like, oh, this is I'm not, s- this is not hyper casual killer, like nowhere yeah, near no it. Way. No, especially after speaking to Google, like it just sounds like, yeah, they'll bust some offenders, you'll get rejected, and you have to change the ad placement. Yeah, because there's this was released on twenty seventh last week. And it was like really quiet, and then suddenly out of out of nowhere, like oh wow, everything is going to die. We're fucked. Like come on, come on, guys, seriously, why? <laughs> but I, I get it. I get it. It's just like IDFA apocalypse. All these bullshits. Super clickbaity. Yeah, my my guess is that a lot of apps are gonna. Yes, Felix said, got build rejections. And they will just need to kind of polish out their ad placements. But this doesn't say, like, they don't really exclude or prohibit the thing where the ad is still unexpected. Because between the levels, you kind of expect another level, but then you get an ad, which is still allowed. So my guess is it wouldn't be that big of a hit still, even if, like, we take those kind let's call them kind of a shitty ad placements. So still, yeah, it's not, not really, really like a, that big of a hit, even if you take those, because it doesn't say, any, say anything about reward, rewarded ads, which I guess. Oh no, yeah, it's they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah like, rewarded ads is still there. Banner ads is non effect. It's just around interstitial ads and app open ads. They're putting some guidelines that you have to follow. Um, so you know, rewarded ads and banner ads. That's not going to change at all. And yeah. that's still a big part of yeah hyper casual. <laughs> so yeah. Sure, but you, you, Rima, you you place a couple of ad placements in your game design days. Like, do you have any suggestions where you can put interstitial that's not as annoying as before a level? Don't use interstitials. Try to use rewarded more. Exactly. Oh, really? Exactly. Why? Hey, interstitials a big chunk are, of the revenues. It depends on your strategy, but I would say rewarded are always better because rewarded always kind of has that incentive behind it that you want to use the content of the rewarded reward in your continuous gameplay whereas interstitial kind of pisses you off and you want to kind of leave the app you know it, 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 it's true it's on, an, annoying yes of course but it can drive a pretty significant revenue uh, yeah. it can but it, it's kind of a short-term solution or like you know i would say rewarded are much more Kind of a long-term it's thinking a here, but it's just a different type of the the money. I mean, look, so you need to find the balance between annoying people and earning a uh, good amount of money. Yeah, like it's a it's a you know mathematics between retention. Like if you're gonna lose those users anyway, why yeah, not yeah, put yeah, interstitials yeah. there? That that's of, of course there. So I have a conspiracy theory here, or not conspiracy ah. theory, because <laughs> I think I'm actually right on the money because two weeks before. Uh, AdMob released these new guidelines that will hamper interstitial. They have been pushing me for literally like two meetings in a row quite hard on trialing rewarded interstitial, which they rolled out gradually and is now fully rolled out. Yeah, that's so the I thing you mentioned this could before. Also, yeah, this yeah. could also be a push to get people to really adopt the rewarded interstitial uh, ad um, yeah, ad format, which is not covered by these guidelines. So it could ah. be that as well. Which wouldn't surprise mm, me. That's a pretty nice conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even wearing a tinfoil hat for that. I think it just oh, makes yeah. so much sense. <laughs> well, okay. Let's see. Let's see. But yeah, I think uh, conclusion is like, uh, it's not a big deal. Oh, well, it is a big deal, but not like uh, hyper casual is that, bi- that yeah. big of a deal. <laughs> it's Google trying to force people to use reward interstitial. That's probably what it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, then uh, yeah, let's uh, yeah let's switch to Apple before we go back to Google. So Apple announced it, it's uh, it's expanding its offering of how developers can promote their apps on the App Store. And here it is helping developers expand their reach and making it easier to discover more of what the App Store has to offer. So it's the first show, okay? So they <laughs> yeah they they're now going to show ads in the today's um, featuring tab which they confirmed is actually dying and not getting that much traffic anymore uh, as it it is used to so you know instead of fixing it what what do we do let's put ads inside so <laughs> so we fuck it up all, all over again but yeah so until now apple has offered developers two ad opportunities in the search tab and uh, in the search results page. And this is the like, biggest joke from the article. The, and I'm, I'm going to quote it. So both ad placements have been a tremendous success for, de for developers, helping them find users who may be interested in their apps, according to Apple. The expansion of ad opportunities in the App Store is a part of company's efforts to maintain the App Store as the best place for developers to grow their businesses. Oh my fucking god! This is so man. The spin my... doctor they have working there, like they are good. That sounds so great if you don't understand yeah. what's going on. But that's oh, oh. oh. First yeah. they break it, and then they try to fix it with money. <laughs> like I can pay you to fix it. Ah, oh, this is so terrible. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, thank you very much for the new ad opportunity within the today's tab uh, on the front page of the App Store. Amazing. So as we know, in the gaming industry, Apple search ads for games sucks, really. It's the, the worst placement out there or the UA channel. But no, jokes aside, it can work, depends on the game. 10 out of, like, n taking that back, 9 out of 10 games that I managed before, I couldn't make it work. There is one game I could make it work, which I think is just a big, big exception. Is that because so, the scale is really bad? Well, the thing is, like, it's a very different um, UHL is based on the intent. So, you know, if nobody wants to uh, search your game or game genre, then you just can't force people to do it. It's just no way. So, yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you can, you can do that and then try to steal uh, the, <laughs> the original game's um, or traffic, but most probably not gonna work because it's gonna be expensive as fuck. Wouldn't this, this work like on like viral or seasonal things? You know, like uh, you know, there's like uh, Olympic Games or Euro Cup yes, or something that people search a lot, and then this kind of placement works. Yes, there is also a correlation between TV uh, ads and uh, the search volume. Makes sense mm -hmm. because you know you see something, then you're trying to search for it, and then bam! Instead of you know not paying for the organic traffic, which you would get anyway. You're going to pay for it. <laughs> Outstanding move. Outstanding move. But yeah, I mean, it's true that this can work to a certain extent on iOS traffic, of course, because it's Apple and that's, uh, you know, all the privacy bullshits they have uh, in, in their hands. But um, yeah, if you want to just um, rely on um, Apple Search as a, like a main pillar of your UA channel uh, or UA strategy, that's not going to work. Unfortunately, no. Even with like ten more, ten more uh, 
ad placements. Maybe if you 10 more ad placements, that would work, but we will <laughs> never know, you know, because they already said like, oh, well, we, were, we are not expanding anything, uh, any of these placements before. How's the cadency of them adding these ad placements? Like one, no one in a year or something? Yeah, maybe. No, I, I have no idea, really. And since From, this is no bullshit game podcast, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. But I just want to know, so that one gaming company that you said you made it work, um what was the scale like how much can you spend on search ads before this like maybe like two grand a day three grand a day Not yeah more, right? right now it's like one thousand a day only in the us because all other um geos were not as good as the other channels i mean it's still it, they were pretty good but still if i can get better results on different channels and i have limited budget then i move the budget elsewhere that's just how it is uh, but it's true that, yes, they are trying to work and, and expand the geos and everything. But still, look, I want to I wanna target payers. That's how it is. And mm. uh, I know is this that is... data not rolled in in any way in search ads? Well, you have the postbacks, but you need to have uh, the MMP to get those postbacks. And yes, then you can uh, you can have uh, like keyword level um, revenue or LTV as well, which is, of course, really useful still i mean it's not yeah you you just can't scale only on apple search ads on the other end in in the you know world of apps apple search is just the must i mean that's just the top one <laughs> top one ua channel in terms of games yeah not that much <laughs> so let's be really candid what actually happened here apple rolled out the att tracking framework for our privacy user acquisition on ios went to shit now they're expanding ad placements from two to three on Apple search ads, and they're going to make $20 billion probably after this change. 100%. And also, you know, like back in Thanks, days... Thanks, guys. They... <laughs> outstanding <laughs> move. Outstanding yeah, outstanding move. Yeah. <laughs> back in days, they even had uh, their own ad network. Then they closed it, and I'm pretty sure that they are going to reopen it at some point in the future. I mean, makes all the sense. Yeah. If they're... Well, you know, depends on uh, how this new ad opportunity in, t- in today's <laughs> type yeah. of uh, <laughs> plan pan out. It's just like uh, monopolies being monopolies. I love it. Like, it's great. It's yeah, just, of course. Like, I mean, they can do whatever act, like, they if can. If I was Apple, I'd do the same thing. But from the outside, you're just like, just give us another app store. Like, you guys ruined this one, please. Like, Yeah. Uh, they restart the whole thing, please. It's uh, Let's get yeah. back to 2010. Or, yeah, exactly. Uh, the good old days. Yeah, know, right. We'll end up in VR in 10 years. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh. Oh, no, VR and Metaverse. <laughs> All right. So yeah. can I move on from uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. one Monopoly mm-hmm. back to the other one? To the other one, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I'm actually quite excited about this because it's not often that Admon gets really big news. And this is massive news in the world of Admon because last Thursday... Uh, Google AdMob will find, got announced that it will finally be launching as an SDK bidder on app-loving Macs. Uh, let's be clear here. Like, this is really big news for AdMob, Ad, AdMon and kind of my wheelhouse. So just a little background before I explain why this is really big news. So a couple of years ago, um, AdMob made a decision to only allow three AdMob placements per waterfall in any given country on any third-party mediation platforms. But wait a second, five. you could you could you could have more, 
but then you could we'll rent or we'll, yeah, okay. yeah, we'll get okay. there. We'll get there. Okay, okay. So any third party mediation platforms, that means Max, Fiber, Iron Source. Yeah, the rest of us, mere mortals, was limited to three placements. So this meant you could only call AdMob, for example, at $30, $50 or $10 in, let's say, the UK. And AdMob would only fill at those three placements, meaning that the biggest ad network in the world, you only have exposure to the biggest ad network in the world in three locations in your waterfall. So this will massively reduce the amount of ad mob fill you're able to get as a mm. publisher. So uh, why would ad mob make a decision like this that, that would net publishers and themselves less money and less inventory? It doesn't really make that much sense until I got pitched by ad mob uh, on their mediation platform and their key and main pitch that they said was with ad mob mediation, you're able to use as many ad mob places as you want. <laughs> a cynical man would say that ad mob was using their dominant position to create an no artificial way. reason to push developers <laughs> to their mediation over competitors. An even more cynical man would say <laughs> that Google did this because their mediation has been lacking and falling behind competition. So they needed a really good hard sell to compete nice. against other, yeah, other mediation platforms. Maybe I'm not a cynical man, but that's what a cynical man would say. <laughs> so how did AdMob police this three placement rule? So they tracked ad requests, and if they saw that you had more than three placements, you got massively throttled, and usually saw your ad revenue from AdMob decrease by 90 to 95%. Okay. Then you had to remove the placements and wait for the Google algorithm to bless you with increasing their traffic again. And you could never speak to anyone at Google about this because it was a separate team that handled all the complaints, which was painful. <laughs> You had no idea for how long you were throttled. And sometimes you could sneakily, I did, never did this perf, like personally, oh, yeah, wink, of course. and yeah. you maybe sneak in one or two ad mob placements and you see like your revenue go up by quite a lot. You're like, oh, this is great. And then you get busted and then everyone screams at you because, you know, your revenue is dropping by a lot. So the big news now is that AdMob bidding will be coming to max mediation. And this is big news now because this will uh, get publisher to get exposure to AdMob across mm. their whole waterfall instead of just three price points. So what I'm expecting to happen is that eCPM from AdMob probably will not change that drastically, but the fill will increase a lot. Mm. So remember, ad revenue uh, is fill plus eCPM. So I'm expecting my ad revenue to increase from AdMob significantly. And that will also help by driving up the prices because of more competition. So right now, AdMob bidding is in closed beta on app loving, meaning that just like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you need to be blessed with a golden ticket from AdMob to be allowed on that list of the closed beta test. Then probably in October or November, if everything looks good, they'll be rolled out to the masses. So for those of us who are blessed with this golden ticket, we have a 15-day ramp-up period to look forward to uh, when going live in the coming days. And unless I get gagged by an NDA, I'll be sure to keep updating on the performance on this podcast in the weeks to come. Very good. Perfect. Yeah, so I was really surprised this happened and I was wondering, like, why is this uh, a huge win? Now I get it. Okay. 
And the crazy thing is, it's only been announced on app-loving Macs, but not on Iron Source. So you can see yeah. if Iron Source dragged their feet on not getting this set up for a couple of months, that's a huge disadvantage because then the average ad arp mm. though, that you're getting yeah. on Iron Source is going to be much lower than that you're seeing on was, Macs. But was it uh, announced on other mediations as well, or I think I saw I, it. Yeah, I, I, saw, I was yeah, trying I to look it somewhere. Today. I saw Fairbid as well. So Fiber's Marketplace launched it. So and it's a bit there surprising. is the, this chart boost, helium, whatever that is. You mean Zynga's mediation? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, our our friend from Plarium, I think, uh, posted it on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I only so. saw it on Fairbed and uh, Max, yeah. but I'm expecting probably to be announced on uh, on Level Play. Uh, that's Iron Source mediation very soon. Yeah, but if it's not, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, of course. If it's not, whoops. Exactly. Oopsie. So the day where I never have to make a single placement again is coming closer, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Do you think this is somehow related to the Dinosaurs Unity merger? No. I don't see how? Why? Yeah, I don't see how or why. I the, think the, the, that like, like was the was the market share there within the mediation platforms? I probably like I have no idea, but I'd probably say like seventy percent of people are on Max these days. I have yeah, that's just that's the sense much. I get when I'm talking, yeah, talking to people. Okay. They spent they spent these a quarter of a billion question. last year to get people to <laughs> yeah. like come on to their like mediation, like yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's got a big yeah. chunk of people already. But it I'm was quite really opposite. looking forward to seeing how this turns out because yeah, this has been so annoying for so long. If you've built a mobile game for iOS or Android, you've experienced user churn. You can win those users back, but it's getting more and more expensive, even more so to acquire totally new users. Enter cross-promotion with Addictive. By identifying your users likely to churn early, you can showcase another game in your portfolio before they leave forever, transforming a lost user into a new user, increasing your revenues. Learn more now at addictive.com. Well... Good news then. Very good news. Good news. All right. Should we go to the questions? Yes. <laughs> so for all of us that are listening, this is pure fun uh, segment. We have no idea how this is going to pan out, but uh, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> so I will start. I will start actually. So nobody knows uh, what I prepared and I have no idea what these uh, two gentlemen prepared as well. But I will make this first question super easy, you know, to warm, warm up. Uh, so this is to both of you. And uh, I'm not reading my uh, messages. I'm just, you know, looking at my iPhone to, to read the questions. So what would you ask Mr. Mark Zuckerberg and why? And Jakub, why is it about VR? <laughs> 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 Okay. Um, um, I would ask him probably how much is the real kind of, uh, or, or let's say, how much money do you think you will need to burn down in order to get there where you want to get? Because mm -hmm. my guess is if we saw the last quarter results, it was again 3 billion. So there's so much money that's going to need to be burned down until they get there. So my guess is, like how how long do you think this kind of thing will work out for all the investors that gonna kind of see the burn right there? Because my guess is that the, the technology will take much much longer. Sure, but there you know it's a long term long term investment. Mm. 
Like I, def- I and the other thing that I would ask him regarding this: Why do you think you will get it first when there's everybody ah. else, literally everybody else, competing against you? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'd probably ask him: Why are you moving away from Facebook's core competency, competency, which is execution and copying like competitors, to you know innovating? <laughs> like, by, he's not known. By, he's not known as innovative. Yeah, he's not known as an innovator. He's known as, you know, this ruthless executor who's the best at executing. Okay, yeah. Oh, executing and then buying Instagram, right? WhatsApp, all these other... Best execution. Yeah, okay, true. Okay. Okay, yeah, you can go go next, so we actually take turns. All right, I'll ask my first question and... I thought we were supposed to write questions for separate for people. So I actually made a special yeah, one I have from Remo. Questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me ask question. my first one for. Let me ask my first one for Remo. How much luck is involved in game design, and <laughs> what's more, what's more important, luck or solid game design? <laughs> wow. So, so first thing you need to have both, <laughs> and the worst thing is that. The luck factor, if everybody knew how big it is, nobody would be making mobile games. That's that's my answer. <laughs> it's like 40% or something. Like, I don't know how much, but just look at the Supercell graveyard. It, it's like so hard to really make games that makes a lot of impact and that are like that good. Because even if you try, even if your game design is super solid, everything's great. Suddenly the market's not there. Suddenly it's not working. Suddenly the CPI is too high. Suddenly the retention is not too big. And the game's perfect in the end. Like even from player standpoint. So my guess is the lag is really big. Like more than 30%, definitely like somewhere in 40% in a way that really good timing, really good market conditions. You know, somebody isn't fast enough to copy you or pollute the marketing prices with the high CPIs in order to scale, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, a really, really big in relax the right factor. time in the right place, right? Yeah. Can I ask my follow-up question because Mate kind of links to this one? Mm-hmm. So Mate, uh, how hard is UA really for mobile games, and how dependent on you are you simply on how well the game monetizes? So the yeah. luck factor plus game design. So basically branching out to here, like how much of what you do is just dependent on how well the game monetizes? No, the thing is, like uh, I always <clears throat> say because uh, everybody wants to scale their game. And I think it's super easy because, you know, you hire this UA ninja, whatever, uh, and it's like, yeah, okay, you can, you can scale, you can scale my game. And if he doesn't, he could do, he couldn't do it, then nobody could. But the whole marketing spend and scaling and growing the game is actually, I think, more on the game side rather than just the UA side, because it's the LTV of the game always dictates how much you can scale. So even if I can do all these like hacks and tricks and whatever, you know, creative um, uh, optimization, channel diversification and whatever other buzzwords I can just pull out of my ass, it's just (laughs) not going to scale if your LTV is 20 cents. I mean, I can do whatever, but it's just like impossible. So the UA is per se is like very easy. Anybody can just, you know, launch a campaign i mean you can just do it in 10 minutes but then what that's the that's the most uh important question and also like yeah i would definitely rely on the on the game design and uh, the whole monetization of the of the game okay there you go there you go, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> let, me, let, let me do with my favorite one 
<laughs> this one goes from Matthew, but also stretches to Felix. Will of we ever get the rid of the fucking fake misleading ads? Ah, oh, man, I, I saw... <laughs> the ASMR cutting ads. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get... I said, what the fuck? I mean, you already asked this like a million times before. You're not gonna, you know, it's gonna be like that, unfortunately, because it's still, they apparently work. People, they, they want to see them and they click on it because it's interesting for them, whatever, I'm not sure like why, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. And uh, as soon as people are going to, you know, uh, again, uh, click, install, and then pay afterwards, everybody's going to do those, unfortunately, mm. because, I mean, there are these like fake ads, which are really funny. And uh, I know like they're definitely not connected to gameplay, but then there are these like very, well, aggressive uh <laughs> Uh, soft porn related uh, ads that, that we discussed. those. <laughs> if you do those ads, like seriously, stop it. And yeah, I hate you. How many really, complaints I, mean, I get no. of those? Oh. But, but but can we can we at least acknowledge that there was a time in mobile gaming when this method was not used and the games were scaled with, with let's Dude, say like normal ads. Was you remember there was definitely a time, but you remember us at Pixel Federation like seven years ago. We had a train station game and we had this mini game, which we then uh, actually ported to what was the, uh, the, the, the Reg RegioJet the uh, company. Yeah, the mm. company called RegioJet and uh, we just ported it there and we used it for uh, for creative uh, for the campaigns and it was fucking amazing, like best campaign or best creative, best KPIs ever. It has it had nothing to do with the, the, the gameplay. It was just a mini game pulled out of our asses. And there you go. It worked. Even before the, the fake uh, fake ads were fake ads. So unfortunately, it was always here. But uh, I guess, yes, there were the times when we had uh, real gameplay. But then, um, you know, the UA people and the companies will do whatever it takes to, you know, to make money and uh, reach the, the goals. That's how it is. Follow up, yeah. I guess, for me, I don't care. As long as I don't get complaints <laughs> and <Yeah>. like <laughs> bad reviews, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, let's let's move on. Yeah, okay. Fine. So I have maybe in VR it will be bigger of a problem. Oh, <laughs> sure, of course. All right. So uh Felix, now after the the non-intrusive ads um release, like what would you ask Google uh after this release and after the release of the, the max mediation bidding, like uh, what are the plans or whatever you, you would ask now, like, hey, Google, what the fuck are you doing? I'd ask him, <laughs> first I would ask him like a, like, like a question, just how, how are you prioritizing your own mediation platform and why was it kind of lagging behind so much? Like nothing has changed that I can see on it. Yeah. In pretty much like the last two years, it looks the same. Like nothing has really changed. And I was just wondering why they would deprioritize something because a couple yeah. of years ago they were a dominant position and they just completely let it fall. And then, yeah, okay. that's what I kind of want to know. Like it would have been a great way to dominate the market for longer. Nice. Jakub, mm -hmm. what would you ask a CEO of Sky Mavis? <laughs> Because <laughs> you're a big fan of Axie Infinity, so I'm uh, all ears. Of course. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, 
how long did it take to uh, to realize that the Ponzi will not work when the money <laughs> was flowing in? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be oh question God. number one. And then question number two, what are you going to do with all those funds and capacity in order to kind of turn this around? Yeah, I did, did you see the, the article about him moving some, some assets before the... Uh, this hack actually happened. I, Clever guy. Some, yeah, or are, are we some... still on the inside job theory? <laughs> I I said it. I said it all. I said it before. I still think it's it was an inside job, and uh, I mm. will stick stick to it. Yeah. Well, there, there were some articles about his uh, him moving some assets. Uh, yeah, I would before. be really really curious about the pivot because their current pivot, as you as you see, what they're doing is that they're trying to kind of be the publisher now and support the. Mm like creation on their platform which kind of is dying off uh like super super fast like if you look at their numbers that jiho one of the founders releases every week on monday or i think tuesday they're losing around 10 percent of their dau every week so by end of september if i calculated it right and they keep the space they will be under 100k dau compared with like, like 2.8 million dau in the peak in november so yeah there's not that much time left in order to do something around it so yeah, also i had a check actually uh what was it last friday so q2 finished and on average the mau of all crypto games in total was 1.1 million compare that to the same in mm. mobile which is 2.2 billion this is still a niche product and there's mm, not yeah. that many users out there not yet not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Like, look. So there are these um, companies uh, from the Web three that are now trying to build uh, the mobile clients. Finally, and you know, they are trying to soft launch their games. So guess who is getting a lot of inbounds these days? Gentleman SRL. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, it's just. Well, the thing is, like, it's uh, it's an evolution that had to happen because of what we discussed before. I mean, yeah. You need to have a mobile client to be able to scale the game and then put uh, the web, like, web free or blockchain layer on top of it, and then there you go. I'm interested to see what? what's going to happen when the first real mobile clients of this yeah. stuff comes yeah, out. Yeah. Like, this is yeah, the one platform you can actually scale on. Like, yeah, we'll yeah. see definitely this autumn, like how the Gen 2 games will fare in this yeah. kind of, a, let's say, upgraded yeah. version. Yeah. Yeah, Maciej, can I ask you my question? Next question. Of course. <laughs> How much fraud do you reckon is out there currently in the mobile UA ecosystem and in percentage terms? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, like the, this fraud topic is just the one big um, boogeyman out there. If you are running um, the major UA channels, um, you don't need to like uh, worry about the the fraud that much. Of course, there are these like uh, actual information that there there is a lot of fraud in even in uh, like within the Google and uh, the Google Display Network remains to be confirmed. Nobody knows, and uh, and that's why I don't use that much uh, like any new experimental UA networks because I mean. Yeah, first fraud, and I don't care. I, I don't want to just deal with that. It just takes so much, uh, so much time. 
to identify all these like uh, click farms and fraud <clears throat> bullshit. So yeah, I don't care. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a s- similar percentage one for you, but I guess maybe less. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Do you think we will hit the point where more than 50% ads shown in games are non-gaming related? And when do you think this will happen? Ooh. Ooh, very good question, Remo. I don't think that will happen. And here's why. Uh, the LTV on free-to-play games is still so much higher than the average LTV you get in non-gaming apps that the users are so much more valuable to other gaming companies. And unless mm-hmm. something really cataclysmic changes where people stop playing mobile games or start spending a lot less, that is never going to happen. Mm. Because I've seen some an- analysis around like the overall uh, store spending, whereas apps should take over games in like five years or something like that. So still you think like this, this won't kind of happen? Don't see it happening right now. Like, which which apps would actually have higher LTV than some of these gaming apps? Like, unless they actually change something in the app store uh, to actually make it harder yeah, to get the games, which actually might happen on iOS. But who knows? Yeah, but if you if you think about it, I think we we discussed this on the Slovak podcast, right? That like the the app business is growing like steadily year mm-hmm. over year, and it's yeah, it doesn't show any uh, any slowdown. So why not? It can mm. be pretty big chunk. My guess is that either they come up with some kind of gamification model that you are ah, able to spend more in normal game. Oh, normal app. That's not the game. Yeah, or, I mean, yeah. The thing Everybody is, like, it's going to happen like really suddenly. When that happens, you'll get a couple of apps, the super apps that will like have a higher LTV, and then it'll be worth it. And then suddenly, boom, it'll happen quickly if it does happen. Mm. But. Yeah, I haven't seen any signs of it yet because literally probably 98% of the game, like the games, uh, or like the games I manage, like they have like nearly none like app revenue. We had mm. quite a lot of branding, but like in May that fell completely out of the bottom. Like it's completely disappeared. Okay. Mm. Sounds reasonable. Really? Okay. Uh, I can I can go next. Uh, so Felix, uh, do you think native advertising will uh, yeah become more or will have more inventory than the or the usual ad monetization space or ad inventory that you see, you can see in the games? And if yes, when? Ah, <laughs> I actually have no idea what to answer to that. That's a really good question. <sighs> Let me put a pin on that one and save it for next yeah. week and I'm going to do some research on it because that's actually an interesting question. Yeah, because what what's happening now with the native is just it's really fluctuating a lot and it's really unstable because yeah. it's, it, it can get you really nice bump in revenues, really nice bump, like 3x of what you are getting at the moment and then suddenly disappears in like three days because well, yeah. there's no branding yeah, demand. <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, like, branding, okay. like I said before, like yeah. you can track it from in May, how much has gone down and like Procter & Gamble, all of these companies yeah. just not spending anything anymore. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, Remo. Else, guys? Yeah. Remo, mm-hmm. uh, in your opinion, if you're willing to say, which gaming studio has had the most success due to luck 
Mobile gaming <laughs> what studio. What the fuck is going on in the lack? Yeah. Name me shame. No um, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say Supercell, but Supercell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Of course, yeah, I know. They, I they know were you. really lucky. They were really lucky in the way that they hit the exactly right time where it was the transition period between browser and mobile. But in the end, the design that they did is pretty solid. But was it luck? Was it luck? You know. Yeah, th- that's the part of it. That it wasn't really luck where they kind of successfully ported the backyard monsters and even changed it and polished it up. Same with Farmville into Heyday. So yeah. it's like you you need the execution. So it's not yeah. really luck, but of course the timing is part of the luck if we can True. name it like that. Yeah. Wouldn't you say any of the endless runner studios would have had a bit of luck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were their first luck, which is kind of a different part, different type of luck. Yeah, they're different type of luck, okay. And and then like even like when when we when I look back into the years as Matthias said we work at Pixel, that was also part of, like oh, yeah. I would say luck luck part Dude. where a game yeah. that was running on browser for like three years, four years, or I, I don't remember how long, and then suddenly it like quadrupled or even no it, it, it was dying the whole company had like 20k uh, on their bank account and then what did they do invest in ua pits there you go and then uh, suddenly the the game started to earn revenue and uh yeah they could scale or grow the game afterwards like, like on mobile it was a yeah. completely different beast than on browser yeah it was and, and there were literally like zero changes to the you know to the inputs and like the, the client stuff there like of course optimization changes but not not that that big of a kind of a change so and then then if, you, uh, if you're talking about luck and then pixel federation so they they had this uh decision to make so to kill or not to kill diggy's adventure which was like a long long time ago and it was on the browser only so and they they decided not to kill the game and now it's the you know the biggest revenue driver for the whole company there you go and it was i i think it was pure luck not nothing else because based on the kpis and numbers the dead game should be dead mm. oh, like, pix, like pix, pixel, pixel drives on these like lower lower kpis so it's it's kind of normal for them so the lower kpis though that game uh, made like two million a month uh it's in the best <laughs> days so it's not low kpis <laughs> i mean quite, retention numbers and stuff like that like sure like if you have like twenty percent day one retention in like kind of an eight year mobile studio, you want to kill the kill the thing. Sure, but so. if you have day sixty seven or eight percent, that's also like yeah, that's that's there that's, you go. That's, that's yeah, so you can't just make a decision yeah, but based on day one. As retention. I said, like it's timing is usually the synonym for luck in mobile gaming. I would say it's like a big part of it. Timing is pretty much the luck. If you if you don't like like just take the take the different side of the coin of that Clash of Clans story mm-hmm. that you are the Kicksai uh mm-hmm. studio that yep. created backyard monsters on browser and then you like Will Harbin even said it on this post like last podcast the Joe Kims that like they even look at Supercell and didn't think that they were a competition for them and then didn't want to switch to mobile and then suddenly Clash of Clans blew but up. Don't you think that's that's ego saying everything like yeah well this is supercell we don't think they're going to be a big competition like they'd say you know underestimating could be but but still um timing is is really really big on mobile gaming i would say that's the luck part okay 
Hit me. Okay. Or Felix. Yeah, <laughs> this is for Manche, both, actually. Yeah, okay. This is for both, actually. Then I'll do Manche. Ooh. My last question for Manche. <laughs> if you could choose any mobile game on the market, you could work on which one it would be and why. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it would be immediately... Uh, I mean, I have two. I have two for two different reasons. So first of all, it would be Apex Legends Mobile because, you know, EA, uh, UA um, department, it's not that great in my opinion. So I would I would definitely love to work on that and I love uh, Apex Legends. And then there we build the second game, uh, which would be either Garden's Case or Home's Case because I definitely want to work on more of these fake ads. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man, without a shadow of a doubt, if Supercell picked up the phone and was like, hey, we need your help to put ads in one of our titles, any yeah, of our titles, because it's yeah, never yeah. been done before, I'd be like, yes. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> Let me come and do that. <laughs> like, I, I can just imagine, like, Felix, yeah, you want to put ads in our games? No yeah. way. See ya. See ya. Yep. Next century. Bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Okay. It's, it's cool. All right. I have two right. more questions left for you, Malte, but I don't know if we actually have time to run through both. Yeah, let's let's try one and then we'll see. Yeah. So will you get a two and a half gamers tattoo when we hit a thousand subscribers? Uh of course. <laughs> of course. Do it. Did seen me? It's like a, like a wall for painting so will you put project. it like as a tram stamp on your lower back oh yeah next to your <laughs> face uh, <laughs> no but it's like you know i on my right hand uh, there's a lot of um stuff from you know family related and then my my past and, uh, and all of these bullshit so most probably not thousand subscribers but then we'll see depends on how we'll how long we'll uh we'll so do no this. <laughs> yeah it's a, no it's a, it's a yes it's a yes okay thousand and then i will, I will get there it. we go you can hit me and again we have more time for sure so what was your question i have like one more question for you guys no yeah keep going let's keep it going Remus turn though mm, okay how many years until admediation gets completely automated to the point not needing human input one and a half you years. just read it as a robot one and a half years one, one and a half, half years, years yeah, yeah. One and a half mm. years, and I cannot wait. You can actually focus on stuff that actually matters. So, like, there's a big thing in monetization. You need to do all the optimization things and like mm. make sure everything works. But it's super annoying. It's not fun work all the time, right? Like just moving placements and testing. The real fun stuff, I think, is just actually doing the game stuff. Like, yeah, coming up with new placements, testing that, testing new types of ad units. Like that's what really adds like a lot of value. So you do a sure, great admon setup like you increase the ad update by maybe 20 percent. but if you want to double or triple your ad revenue that's placements is impressions adding new formats that's what really drives it there so i think there will be less ad monetization managers but they'll move more upstream and work more closer with the game development people mm. and they'll manage way more games so yeah it will change and there'll be less of us i think so you're going to turn into game designer some of it but like yeah. also managing like network connections because you know they're still sneaky ah like the third party <laughs> stuff hmm. yeah like there, there still will be stuff and like i'm sure they're going to come up with something manual a bit to do around the bidders like you can now set bid floors on bidders so yeah hmm. it's evolving okay so i have a 
Wait, wait, question. can I follow up with my question on Matya here? Okay, sure, sure, sure. How long until UA is completely automated? Well, it was supposed to be already automated like two years ago when everybody said it's going to, like, UA is going to be dead again. So, uh, I think I once said that to you and you got really angry at me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's not one and a half years. Uh, it should be. I think it's it's going to be even more. I mean, there are these attempts uh, where you have uh, different companies automating your um, different optimization uh, activities, which is good because you can do that on, um, on ad networks, you know, like... Um, uh, whitelisting, blacklisting these uh, pub IDs uh, up and down, which can be automated. But then you can't automate too much the, the Facebook and Google. I mean, it's already automated in, in a way. So you can slap automation on the automation on the black box. So yeah, good luck with that. So a couple of years, maybe. Hard to say. Will you also become a game designer then? <laughs> No, most probably no. I'm yeah, I, gonna... had a, I had a similar question here. Like, <laughs> if UA would be completely dead, would you be doing brand marketing? No, <laughs> no, not not at all. Uh, because there is no way, no such thing as brand marketing. Oh no, of course there is. Of course there is, but still, fifteen percent uh, of my ad revenue would say otherwise. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's like uh, you know, you have these discussions with uh, with some of the game um, developers, and it's like, oh well, we are going to do the brand marketing. Like, yeah, why? It's like, oh well, because uh, performer is not enough. Like, yeah, of course. Like, you can put 100k on TV ads, or you can put 100k in um, you know normal UA channels, and uh, you can then uh, measure the performance and see what brought you better uh, ROI. Easy. So yeah, I wouldn't King be doing. King would disagree, right? Uh, no, uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing the the brand marketing. I would just move to Web three. <laughs> okay. Blockchain. I, I'll see you with VR. <laughs> move upstream in another way. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, I wanted to ask one one last thing, but it's like completely unrelated to all of this. But uh, what's your favorite oh, book and why? Okay. Okay. I will. I will ask. Uh, and it's it's for both of you. And since we discussed this quite a lot in the past, like what would you ask Mr. Bunker Bobby Kotick and why? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Mm. Yeah? I don't even know what I would ask him. I don't have nothing to say to him. Like, I would say just outstanding move covering yeah, your ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. Like <laughs> I'd just be like, I'd just be like like Bobby. <laughs> Bunker Bobby, yeah. you're yeah. fucking bulletproof. Yeah, Tank heads man. off. <laughs> heads <man>. off. <laughs> all right, I mean, just all, all these uh, um, the bullshit activities that uh, that were done. Uh, it's just terrible. But still, I'm not. I have no idea how he can be still the CEO of the company. But dude, yeah. he played this wonderfully. Like oh, yeah, he's true. yeah. I would maybe ask rather, you know, the guy coming after him, which is probably. Phil Spencer or someone from Microsoft, like how are we going to fix this? That would be my yeah. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. And with Maybe that question, like, what's, what's your favorite? What's your favorite sports car that you got? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you hiding? Where yeah. are you hiding? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And with that question, I think um, this was quite quite a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> 
so thank you very much for uh, listening to us and uh, for subscribing. So you've heard, you've heard Felix. If, uh, and uh, until next time, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah.